slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you today. Hope everybody had a good week and is about to enjoy a very nice weekend. Lots to talk about on today's show. We'll discuss one Islanders prospect who looks like they are headed to the their country's World Junior Camp. We'll look at the state of the Islanders goaltending for the upcoming season, not just at the NHL level, but uh, a little depth in the organization as well. And, of course, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. So, lots to discuss. And, and, you know, we'll also talk a little bit more about the NHL because January 1st is getting closer and closer. And yet, it, it just seems that the NHL and the players are not closer to establishing uh, what's going to happen with this season. If you've got something Islanders-related that's on your mind, feel free to contact the show. You can contact us via email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And uh, whether you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send it to us. Leave your name and where you're from, like uh, Bob from Hophog, and uh, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter and contact us via Twitter, at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll get you up to date on all the latest news and notes concerning the New York Islanders. All right, let's, let's start out with the news, and the first bit of information, Simon Holmstrom, uh, one of the Islanders' top Prospects, first-round pick in 2019, 23rd overall. He was named to Sweden's World Junior Championships preliminary roster, and that is uh, certainly good news. Uh, you certainly would want him to face the uh, top competition at the World Juniors, give him a chance to shine, hopefully, on the international stage, you know, Holmstrom had been loaned to Vita Hasten uh, over in uh, Sweden and was playing there, had two points in 11 games with them, left them late in November, November 24th, so a little more than a week ago, uh, to prepare for the World Juniors and to prepare for uh, Islanders camp when that finally does get underway. Now, the World Juniors going to begin Christmas Day, uh, December 25th. The gold medal game scheduled for January 5th. This year, Rogers Place in Edmonton 
And of course, because of the coronavirus pandemic, no fans in attendance. But look, for Simon Holmstrom, who spent last year with Bridgeport and quite honestly, is probably headed back to Bridgeport again this year. Uh, An excellent opportunity for Holmstrom to represent his country, play against top competition, and to really look, uh, you know, good against that top competition, hopefully. Now, Holmstrom has represented his country before. Uh, He was at the under-18s last year. Uh, so, or in 2019, I should say, and, uh, you know, represented his country there, but this will be his first World Junior Tournament, and of course, we will keep you up to date as to how he fares once he gets there. Now, the NHL still looking to try to figure out what's going to happen with the start of the season, and there is a report out there that at least seven NHL teams are exploring the idea of outdoor games, uh, some outdoor home games this season, in order to get some fans into the arena. Now, I don't know if this is cost-effective, but think about it. You can certainly, if you uh, end up, let's say, going to City Field or Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, you could easily get 10,000 people into a baseball or football stadium and still social distance and, and what have you. But it's expensive to convert, to set up the rink. Not sure if that is something that is more of a gesture by the league for the fans, whether they really would be able to make some money off of it. But here's the thing. The Islanders... Uh, not among the teams that are asking. The seven teams that they've mentioned, the LA Kings, Anaheim Ducks, Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Bruins, the Hurricanes, Stars, and Predators, this according to The Athletic. But at the end of the day, you know, New York teams right now, it, it just isn't possible because of the way that COVID is looking and things are getting worse, I would tend to think that, you know, you know, you're not going to have any of the New York teams or the Devils uh, asking to play, whether it be at, you know, the Giants and Jets football stadium, whether it be at Yankee Stadium, City Field, New York City and New Jersey, just not in a position right now to try to pull that off. Although, what it does possibly mean, depending on whether the league goes along with this and whether or not they're actually able to schedule it, maybe the Islanders end up being the road team at an indoor game, and that could be interesting and entertaining as well. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. All right, we've got a lot more to get to, including where does Lula Morello rank in a league-wide poll on the best general managers in the NHL. We'll take a look at the State of the Islanders goaltending and our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, you've heard me talk about Built Bar. Well, now there's Built Go from the makers of Built Bar. And look, you and I both know 
There always comes a time when you hit your wall, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, but you can break through it with Built Go every day. It's an energy gel. It comes in one and a half ounce packages, easy to put in your briefcase, your golf bag, or your pocket. And it's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. And it's all natural, so it's better for your body. Three delicious flavors, chocolate mint, peanut butter honey, and chocolate coconut. And it combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast-absorbing, gets into the system fast, and is easy on the stomach. You have great stuff in there like beta-alanine, vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And collagen, by the way, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, which means this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So uh, NBC Sports uh, listed the top general managers in the National Hockey League. And Lou Lamorello was graded pretty strong. Uh, Overall, Lamorello ranking sixth on this list, which is not bad. And considering the lack of uh, love that the Islanders get from national media, this is certainly good. Although, uh, I think a lot of this ranking is based on what Lamorello did during his time in New Jersey. Uh, The blurb about Lamorello ranking sixth, he built a mini dynasty in New Jersey, and that will always be part of his story. He has not made a ton of franchise-altering moves with the Islanders. Jean-Gabriel Pajot is significant. But he did bring stability and credibility to an organization that lacked both before he arrived. By the way, the five general managers ranked ahead of Lamarillo. At number five, Don Sweeney of Boston. Julian Brisbois of Tampa Bay is in the fourth spot. Doug Armstrong with the Blues is third. Steve Iserman. Second, with the Red Wings, that one is a toughie, uh, mainly because he built the the Tampa Bay Lightning to a large extent. Uh, And then at the number one spot, Joe Sackick of the Colorado Avalanche. So, your thoughts. Does Lou Lamorello belong at six? Is that too low? Is that too high? I I would personally uh, maybe knock him up to four or five, but right now... Lou Lamorello at six. Your thoughts, let us know. Email uh, at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com or put it up to us, tweet to us uh, at LockedOnIsles and uh, love to hear what the fans have to say. But that's where uh, the pro hockey talk at NBC Sports ranked Lou Lamorello. Time for our Islanders birthday of the day, right? And today... Uh, an Islander who may not have been very popular through no fault, really, of his own. Uh, It is his birthday on Saturday. He'll be 42 years old. We're talking about former Islanders center Ole Jokinen. And Jokinen was really, uh, has an interesting spot in Islanders history. Uh, Part of two huge trades. uh, And although he only spent one season...
drafted third overall in 1997 by the LA Kings, spent uh, one full season and a little cup of coffee in another with the Kings before Uh, really was a big one. That deal was the Islanders sending uh, Brian Smolinski, Marcel Cousineau, and Ziggy Palfi, who was by far the Islanders' best player at that time. Uh, they, they sent them over to the LA Kings in exchange for Josh Green, Matthew Biron, Oli Jokinen, and then a first-round pick in 1999. Who did the Islanders pick with that pick? Uh, Tyler, uh, Taylor Pyatt. So Pyatt never really panned out, at least not for the Islanders. And that was the first trade, the Ziggy Palfi deal. And, you know, because he was a part of the Palfi deal, uh, essentially what that did was put a lot of pressure on... Uh, on Oliokinen to sort of replace the offensive production of Ziggy Palfi, and he really wasn't able to do it. Then the second trade, the Islanders sending Jokinen and goaltender Roberto Luongo over to the Florida Panthers. In return, they get Mark Parrish, who had a few solid seasons, good seasons, with the New York Islanders, and then Oleg Kavasha, who never quite lived up to the hype, but you know, losing Jokinen, not as big of a deal, but losing Luongo, who went on to what may end up being a Hall of Fame career, uh, that one stung. For Luongo, in his one season with the Islanders, 11 goals, 21 points, and 80 penalty minutes, he was all even in the plus-minus. We're going to go back and look at one of his best games with the Islanders, March 4th. 2000 at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres, the dominator, Dominic Hasek in goal for the Sabres, the Islanders countering with Kevin Weeks well before he became a broadcaster. It was the Sabres getting on the board first, midway through the first period, Vladimir Siplikov, his ninth from Vaclav Varada at 12.15, one to nothing Sabres, but that lasted a minute and 25 seconds. Dave Scatcherd evens things up from for the Islanders. His ninth from Ole Jokinen, and it's one to one at the end of the first period. In the second period, the Islanders get the lead. Sean Haggerty, his first of the season from Marius Tchaikovsky and Zdeno Chara at 144, and the Islanders had a two to one lead then. Just 12 seconds later, Tim Connolly of the Islanders off for hooking, but the Islanders get a shorthanded goal from our Islanders' birthday of the day. Ole Jokin in his seventh unassisted. It came on a penalty shot at 3.09. I love when they make those penalty shots go- penalty shot goals shorthanded. It's kind of silly uh, because obviously the fact that there was a player in the penalty box had nothing to do with this goal. But at the same time, officially shorthanded and a penalty shot for Jokinen, 3-1 Islanders. Later on in the period, Scatcherd strikes again, his 10th from Ole Jokinen and Ray Schultz at 14-24. 19 seconds later, Siplikov with his second of the day for the Sabres from former Islander Michael Pekka 
and that was all she wrote. After two periods, it was 4-2 to two Islanders, and that was indeed the final score. Islanders getting four past Dominic Hasek, Kevin Weeks, 29 saves. But the uh, big story, Dave Scatcher, two goals, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ole Jokinen, one goal and two assists for a three-point night. He and Sean Haggerty, both with a plus three to pace the Islanders. Meanwhile, shots on goal. How about Marius Tchaikovsky leading the way with five for the Islanders. As for Jokinen, he got his goal on three shots on goal. So, we want to wish a very happy uh, 42nd birthday to Ole Jokinen. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. Don't forget, we'll be discussing the Islanders' goaltending situation for the upcoming season, organization-wide, and we'll have the latest on the NHL's attempts to start things up again. I hope that they can do it because, again, January 1st getting closer and closer. (laughs) Folks, it's time to talk about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Now comes in 18 amazing flavors, some with nuts, some nut-free. How about these six new flavors? Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Carrot Cake, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cookies and Cream, and Apple Almond Crisp. Each bar covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft, they're easy to chew, and Built Bars are low-calorie, high-protein, low-sugar, and high fiber. They are great for the keto diet. Let's take a look at the peanut butter flavor. 19 grams of protein in each bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com now and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman uh, spoke out the other day, still saying that January 1st is the target date. And look, he's trying to put a, a, a good public face on the difficulties that the league is having right now, negotiating with the players. He As to why things are not moving along with a, a final schedule and a plan, he says COVID is going through a second wave, which could be worse than the first wave. And between Thanksgiving and the aftermath of what they think is going to happen for Christmas and the aftermath, we are taking our time and making sure that as we look for ways to move forward, we're focused on health and safety and doing the right things. He also uh, indicated that they're not seeking to renegotiate the collective bargaining agreement and is basically trying to say that we made a number of assumptions collectively over the summer most of which are not applicable anymore. And uh, he says, whatever the revenues are, the players only get 50%. And if we overpay them and they don't pay us back in the short term, they have to pay us back over time. There will be stresses on the system. And we've had discussions about what those stresses are and how they might be dealt with. We're not trying to say you must do X, Y, and Z. We're trying to look for ways to continue to work together, and uh, Bettman said it was unfortunate and inaccurate that the NHL's ask has been portrayed by something else by the media. That is Bettman's latest. Obviously, the Players Association looks at it 
very differently than that. And uh, we have to see how this one plays out. But again, the clock is ticking. And if you're looking at January 1st to start games, I'd say that's looking less and less likely. If you ask me, we're probably heading toward a 48-game schedule that will start sometime in mid to late January. But obviously, we here at Locked On Islanders will keep you posted on that. And of course, don't forget... To get a league-wide perspective on the latest news and big happenings around the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL. They will keep you updated with some great news and uh, all the latest from around the league. So uh, definitely want to check that out as soon as possible. Let's take a look at the Islanders' goaltending situation as we head into the new season. Uh, obviously, Simeon Varlamov, after the strong season and playoff that he had last year, will enter the season as the starter. And look, Sorokin right now, what is he, 32 years old, still sort of on the back end of his prime. And I would expect he will probably get 55 or percent roughly of the starts once the season gets underway, but Ilya Sorokin, who the Islanders obviously brought in uh, and and was considered by most scouts to be the best goalie outside the National Hockey League, he is scheduled to be the backup, and look, a lot of people looking at Sorokin as a possible Calder Trophy candidate, and that is probably legitimate talk, and Look, seven seasons in the KHL only had a goals against average of over 2.00 twice. So that's very impressive. And I think that as the season goes on uh, and Sorokin adjusts to living in North America, playing in the NHL, his teammates, the Islanders system, the different size rinks that you have here as compared to playing in Europe, uh, he will get better and I think will get closer to a 50-50 split, so we will see, but that is uh, most likely the duo at the NHL level, barring injury. Now, you also have a situation in the minors, Corey Schneider, uh, you know, hasn't officially signed with the Islanders, but at the same time, uh, there have been numerous reports that Schneider has an agreement in place with Lou Lamorello, and you know they know each other from their time in New Jersey. Uh, And likely, what you have with Schneider is a perfect setup because he starts in the AHL, and if there is an injury, you know that you can get quality backup goaltending from uh, Corey Schneider uh, for a few games if and when you need to do that. The other goalie probably uh, headed to Bridgeport, Jakob Skarik. And uh, look, he has played a grand total of 30 games in North America. That is a combination of Bridgeport and the Worcester Railers of the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, Now playing on loan over in Finland. Not off to a great start so far, but hopefully he will pick that up. So those are really... As of right now, the top four goaltenders in the organization, you add Henrik Tikkanen, 
who the Islanders drafted in the seventh round this year. He's six foot eight, which is impressive. Off to a pretty good start over in Finland through nine games. Not yet signed with the Islanders. Probably going to stay in Europe for a couple of years before he joins the organization. But those are the top five goaltenders as of right now. Uh, and I think the Islanders are in pretty good shape overall. On Monday, we'll have more information about the Islanders and the ongoing situation with Matt Barzal. Plus, we will have the latest on the NHL's negotiations with the Players Association, trying to figure out how and when they get the new season started. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.